Welcome to the Road to Black podcast, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you been? Good. Been good. Come, coming off a, a long weekend. Long weekend, holiday weekend. Didn't do much over here on my side. Just, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I didn't do any much fun. I didn't want to do anything for the holiday, but uh, wrapping up some home improvement projects here at the house. So, um, yeah, uh, got my house painted on the inside. Shout out to Desert Mesa Painting. Nice. Our, our buddy George's uh, company. They did an excellent job. Um, that was kind of the final to wrap up most of our, we've been doing some projects throughout COVID in our house. Just, it's been a lot, a lot of work, like six months straight of rehabbing and refurbishing the house and updating it and big projects. So uh, that's about it. Felt good to do that, but I'm not done. So every day I'm, like yesterday, last night I was putting putting a new ceiling fan up and there's like a thousand parts to those things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so all these little projects, they just take time. So that's kind of what I've been doing all weekend. And now I'm here talking to you. I didn't get to train. I didn't go to, uh, I wanted to really go to the open mat at our gym, but I just couldn't, uh, my, my back's been kind of flaring up. So basically I just taken a break from that from training this weekend and trying to rest up a little bit and see how this week's goes, see how this week's training goes. And, uh, I'll be back in there tomorrow and we'll go from there. Back in the early bird. Yep. Back in the early bird. Uh, 6:30 AM, man. It's, it's something that like, it's, we talked, we talk a lot about habits in here. Um, that was, that's one that, man, you'd really got to commit to that early morning training. You know, it's a different kind that's of a hard one. 
yeah, it's a different experience. Um, there's positives and negatives for different people with that. For me, you know, when I started first training, first started training jujitsu, um, I was working a more of a nine to five job. And, uh, I just knew that, and I had mentioned this on the podcast before, but I didn't want to, there's no way I was going to be able to train at night, especially with the gym that I found that I really like was, you know, 20 minutes away from my house, 20, 25 minutes away. So I had to make it work before work. Um, so that's when I started training jujitsu. I've always woke, woken up early, you know, I mean, I used to, for years and years at my former job, I, I would wake up and I'd have to be at work at 6am. You know, um, I used to, for years, I worked on a warehouse where, you know, before even the light came out, we were loading semi trucks with forklifts and, you know, early morning work, mm. you know, four thirty in the morning, five in the morning. So I've always been kind of an early bird to be honest. Um, then once I moved into the, into like a salaried position to the office and started doing that type of work, you know, it was more like start work at eight thirty nine office hours. So that's when I really had to start looking for a place to train early. And that's what I did when I first started jujitsu is found the early bird class at GD jujitsu, six thirty AM. Um, I mean, getting up wasn't ever difficult for me. You know, I, except back in the day when I used to stay up all night and party, mm -hmm. you know, yep. <laughs> I was a young man, but, uh, as an adult yeah, having responsibilities and kids and family, you know, I've always been able to get up early. Now training early is a different story for many people. You know, um, I, I like, I just made it a point. You saw, it's like, I'm, I'm going to do jujitsu. I have to go to this class. I'm going to start going two, three days a week. This is when I first started out years and years ago and just make that a habit. You know, we talk a lot about healthy habits here on the podcast and, I'm a big believer in that. If you can start making these habits and habit stacking, you know, which we talked mm -hmm. about with Nick Flores, um, getting up early, you know, you get up, you, you, it, it takes, it, you know, you, sometimes you got to get up earlier than you want just to get moving, get warmed up, yep. you know, get moving around, get your coffee, um, get into the gym and, do as much stretching as you can. You know, it's, it is, it, that is something that where you're not as warmed up probably. than maybe if you're walking around all day and you're moving and then you go to a night class. Um, yeah. So you do have those types of concerns, but so, you know, your brain also could be a little foggy in the morning. So these are things you kind of got to just get used to and really uh, learn how to overcome those. Mm -hmm. But as you know, you've trained in that early class for many, many months as well. Um, once you get in there and once you get into the routine, it's like any other class where you're, you know, you got to be awake, you got to be attentive, you got to be learning. Um, so you, you almost forget that it's early morning sometimes in there, you know, would you yeah. agree? You know, yeah, once you get sure. going, once you get going, it's almost like timeless, you know, I, yeah. it's, you're just there on the mats, you're working. And you kind of forget even what time it is in the morning, especially yep. if, you know, you don't have the, the windows out right there by your gym. You know, you don't know what time it is because once you get in the jujitsu, the jujitsu mats, obviously, as most people know or experience, your your focus just remains right there on the mats. Yeah. 
you know, you're not thinking of too many external things at that point, or hopefully you're not. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I started training. So I would train in Denver when I was training in Denver, they had a six thirty AM class and I would do that pretty regularly. Um, I, I, I can't say I've ever really trained at night. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, I've either trained at a noon class, a 10 AM class or, a a 6 30 AM class. Um, I just operate better earlier in the day. Um, kind of like you were saying, you know, for at, at night I'm too, I'm exhausted. Yeah. My work day, I don't get time with my family. And then to go do jujitsu, if it's a six 30 class, you know, you got to come home, eat dinner. So six thirty to seven thirty or eight, you're getting home at eight thirty. Yeah, there's still dinner to be had. You got to shower up. That's putting you in bed at ten o'clock, and then sometimes you're all amped up. Yeah, too. some people can't yeah. sleep. Yeah, you know, which the early bird has different. It has a different uh, different problem. Some people have a hard time training fasted. Um, right coming fresh out of, uh, fresh out of bed. Um, so it going back to getting up a little bit earlier, some people need to have Mm -hmm. a little bit in their stomach and, um, you know, so yeah, those are definite considerations whenever you're going, starting to do an early bird class. It it is, it is a change. Do you need, do you need coffee in the mornings? You know, I'm, do you need to eat? Do you need to eat? You know, how much water do you drink? You don't want to go in and feel bloated, but yeah. you need to get a look, you know, get some water in you. Um, so stuff like that is all things that to consider, but you know, we're doing uh twice a week, Monday, Wednesday, early birds here now. Nice. And then uh we're we still have our 10 30 a.m. uh Saturday, Sunday. So we're getting like four days a week in here. Cool. Um, added that second early bird class, which is nice. And we just had a new, uh, somebody new kind of roll come in who's training early bird with us now. So, um, I think there's building a lot up. of, yeah, building it up. I think there's a lot of people that want to train in the early, mer- early morning. Um, yeah. it's really good for, you know, professionals or people to just know they can't train at night. I, yeah. I'm a big believer in having a, early morning class. Cause yeah. you walk well, you out, know, of the, you walk out, jujitsu's done. Yep. Exactly. Um, you've already, you go in, everybody's dragging, dragging into work with their coffee and you've already had your workout in. Yeah. You've been choked. Feels great. Yeah. It's a game changer. It feels great. Sure. Yeah, it does, man. I mean, that was something I realized right away. Um, right away, you know, even white belt, blue belt, I'm working in a desk, a desk job. I was an analyst at the time crunching numbers, doing all kinds of stuff, spreadsheets, you know, you're dialed into the computer all day long. And to have that workout, you know, two, three days a week, getting out, getting it over in the, in the morning. Plus my job was, I worked in a big business, so it's stressful. You have a lot of interaction with people, you know, I mean, just tons of people, you know, people sitting around you, you go to meetings, there's 10, 12 people in the meeting, you know, there's just big business, you know, there's over 5,500, 6,000 people at my company, you know, so I had a lot of, I was there many years. I had a lot of acquaintances. So with that comes just a lot of 
drama and shit talk mm. and who's making advances over here. What's this guy doing over here? How's this manager to work for? You know, it's just a lot of that. So it really was great. I've noticed the mental benefits very quickly. Um, yeah. My first couple of years, you know, I just was like, oh, this is, here's this thing that's new. It's exciting. It's fun. I'm learning something. It's before work. You know, you're doing all that tough work. You're, you're, you're grinding in the morning when you get done with some hard roles, you know, in a hard class. And you're just like, you're kind of spent, you know, but you, you know, you shower up, you get ready for the day, you go to work and it's like, oh, this stuff doesn't bother me as much. It really yeah. is. It really does that, you know, it takes the edge off because it's like, I don't even care about what this person over here is really saying right now. You know, if they're talking shit or they're just creating drama because it's like, you know, it's just a mental, it's like a stabilizer jujitsu, you know, and it's also something that I was thinking about while I was working. So it was positive in that way, you know, so I didn't just have this dreary work environment and this, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it was, it was work that I wasn't as inch jujitsu gives you something that you're completely interested in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you can always have that in the back of your mind, especially, especially now. I mean, it's now it's for us, it's completely different. I mean, I'm talking, yeah. when I was first start now. I'm like, that's, it's a huge part of my life. I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm studying videos. I'm teaching, I'm designing gear. I mean, it's everything for me. But back then when I was just looking for an outlet, that outlet was great because it would give me that sense of accomplishment in doing something other than work. You know, I was always accomplished yeah. at work and in business. Um, I was a top performer, but I always felt like I didn't have that kind of hobby or something to do for me, you know, mm -hmm. for me personally. So jujitsu gives you that, you know, I was talking to a young, uh, a friend of mine, his son is thinking about, he's going to ASU this year. He's uh, 19. He's uh, moving to Tempe. And he's interested in jujitsu. So I had him over at my shop and I was, again, him, talked to him for about an hour on what he can expect. This is my a really good friend of mine's son. And, uh, I think he's going to start training at GD, but, uh, you know, that was what I was really kind of hitting home with him. You know, he's, he's a stud soccer player, but he's kind of moving beyond soccer at this point. He's not going to play in college. Um, uh, but good athlete and you know he's looking for something to to have for himself now you know and this is you know jiu-jitsu really does give you that you know it's just a self sense of accomplishment you know for You're sure always having to work towards something you know um and you that's why it feels so good when you get that stripe on your belt or especially mm -hmm. if you get a new belt and you're advancing yeah. um so you know you put all that together you're doing it in the morning you're doing it before work if that's your, if that's your thing, uh, most people that I train with are working professionals, you know, um, and they all say the same thing, you know, it's like, oh, my day is just so much better after I get my training in, you know, yeah. um, going back to what you said about, and you can tell me what your habit is when you're, what do you, what do you do before your early classes in terms of nutrition? Are you fasting while you're working? Yeah, I, I like to train fasted. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to train fasted. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I've had people, uh, you know, because I've been doing this for, I'm strictly 6.30 a.m. for literally eight and a half years I've been training. Yeah. Now, so 
Um, that's all I do. And I've been fasted training. Yeah. I do fasted cardio for eight and a half years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, ex- I believe in that tremendous, I, I have a tremendous belief in the benefits of fasted cardio and, and just mm-hmm. for weight loss, for staying fit, for, you know, feeling great energy. Um, I'll, I'll have people, they'll say, how do you do that? How do you train? And they'll literally just say, I can't train without eating first, or I have to have some kind of carbs or something. And it's like, well, that's just in your mind. You know, it's, you don't have to, it's just that you've never tried that. Or you're always, some people are just have always eaten a breakfast, you know, before yeah. they did anything in the day. Um, especially if you're having weight problems, I think, and we've, maybe mentioned this before, but you know, if you can do some kind of fasting and eliminate that first meal of the day, you know, there's definitely some science behind that now. And a lot of, a lot of studies and stuff on doing fasted cardio in the morning or just fasting period, you know, you're not, you know, your body stores that energy from the night before and what you're consuming. You don't necessarily need more in the morning, you know? Yeah. Um, especially if you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I tell people that are trying to lose weight. I'm like, you eating breakfast, a big breakfast in the morning, terrible. You know, don't go eating a bunch of carbs and sugars and stuff when you know your fat storage. You have plenty of storage. You need to get that going first during. Yeah, the day. I feel to- like garbage whenever I work out after yeah. I just after I just had a meal. Yeah, it's slow. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I know it. people that do. I mean, maybe not right after, but definitely people are like, "Oh, I got to eat first. Or you know, I literally for over eight years now, I've just been. That's it. You know, I, I my regimen is I'll wake up, and I'm very. You know, we talk. I was talking to you about this before, but I'm very much like I, I have like I'm very habitual, almost to yeah. like almost like an addictive personality type, you know? I mean, I've, I've been, like I had mentioned before, it's like the tobacco thing. When I chewed tobacco for many, many years, it was just like this habit that I was in that I could not get out. So some of these habits can be bad, you know, mm-hmm. or bad for you. Um, same thing with eating, you know, eating's like this for a lot of people where you just, you have that habit of you're eating this, it might not be good things you're eating. I'm saying you might have a bad habit of eating a bowl of ice cream every night because it yep. feels great. And that's what you do. And you're eating that the last thing, you know, it's just, so some habits are, are not that great to get into, but my personality is very much so that I'm always, every day is very much, you know, I have a routine, my routine with, uh, or, or any, every single morning, this is, I mean, I do the same thing, whether it's jujitsu a few times a week, or I do, I'll go to the strength gym in the morning as yeah. well. You know, if I don't do jujitsu, um, that's what I'm doing. I'm always working out in the morning before work. So my, my typical thing is I'll, I'll make a, before jujitsu, especially I, in the mornings I have basically, I do drink some water, mm-hmm. but I make coffee and, uh, I'm a huge coffee. I love coffee, but, and then I always have also like a huge 32 ounce like a BCAA drink with protein mm-hmm. powder. So, um, that's just my thing. So I don't drink that though until after jujitsu. So, yeah. um, for me, I go in, I'm driving to class, I'm drinking my coffee. And, um, when I get to the class, I don't have any more coffee and I just straight go straight water, you know, while I'm training yep. and stuff. And then after class, um, I start pounding the BCAAs 
Um, and that's just so refreshing and, you know, replenishing. It's basically water with, you know, mm-hmm. some flavored BCAA drink. Like also like my coffee for many, many years, I've been doing like kind of like a bulletproof coffee, mm-hmm. you know, like a version of that. I used to do strict bullet- bulletproof where I would put like MCT oil in there and uh, butter and that all that kind of stuff. But I've made my own. And for many, many years, I just have my own recipe and everyone I've always had them try it. They're like, Oh my God, this is so good. I mean, it tastes great. So, yeah. but for me, I just get like a sprouts, like a high quality coffee, some kind of coffee. I've used different ones, but lately I get mountain gold from, from sprouts. It's great flavor. Um, I just brew a bunch of coffee in a pot. My, my lady loves coffee too, but she just does her thing with hers with me. I'll get like, I have those, Oster blenders. It's like the skinnier one, not like the bullet blender, but same deal. Um, I kind of fill that up almost to the, maybe this much left to the top. And I put, uh, like a half a scoop of protein powder. So the protein powder I use is Dimatize ISO 100. I've been using this stuff for probably like 10 years. I mean, it mixes extremely well. It's never chunky. It's just one of the, it's, I get the vanilla. There's all kinds of flavors, but the vanilla, you can mix it with everything. So I mix it with my coffee and my BCAAs. Um, it's just a great, if you like protein powder, um, I do, I like to supplement with that. So I put a little bit of that, like a half a scoop in my coffee with a teaspoon of grass fed, Kerrygold grass fed butter, unsalted has to be unsalted butter. Hmm. So not salted, it won't taste good. Unsalted butter, half a scoop of that protein powder, one pack of stevia. So it's you can see why it tastes good. And then the rest is coffee. And then I blend it. And um, dude, it's it's better than any of those foo-foo coffees you get at any of these places. And it, it's low sugar, you know. You know I'm, di- I'm diabetic, so yeah. there's no real sugar in that. Um, the fat, you know. Aaron talked about the fasting last week and how some people will put cream in their coffee and they get the sugar rush. For me, I can stay keto in a keto state with this coffee and it, it has butter. It doesn't have any sugar that the, uh, the stevia is no sugar. Obviously the protein powder, I think is less than half a gram of carbs in it. Um, for me, that fat, I, so that one drink ends up being a 22 ounce. I poured into a, uh, like a 22 ounce, uh, Contigo coffee mm-hmm. mug keeps it warm literally for hours. And I just kind of sip on that. Now my lady would probably be like, how do you still have that coffee? Cause she's just like, <sighs> some people pound their coffee. You know, for me, I don't, because it has the fat and the butter in it and the protein powder, you don't end up wanting to like chug it, you know? So you're sipping it. It's worked wonders for me, man. I mean, I can maintain weight, you know, I don't have to eat until, you know, lunchtime or whatever. So I'll just drink some of that before jujitsu. And then, um, after jujitsu, I have my other drink. Um, and that is like a 32 ounce tumbler, like a metal, you know, drink, whatever you call them. Um, I put like a full scoop of, I use in caged products. So, um, or caged supplements, K A G E D. Mm-hmm. They're, they're super good, man. I've been using them for many years and, uh, they get great, great reviews. They're really highly tested. Um, 
Uh, I use the intra workout. They have like a watermelon or a cherry lemonade. And then I use that same protein powder, which is vanilla. But if you mix those together with just with ice and then I just shake it, the vanilla protein powder, you don't even need to blend it. It's, it mixes that well. Um, dude, it's, I've introduced other people to the drink. It's really, really good. And so you got all the BCAAs in there. Obviously that, that intra workout does have caffeine in it. So like, mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm going to be honest. I drink a lot of caffeine because <laughs> pretty much all day long, I'm drinking this coffee or the BCAAs, you know, yeah. co- the coffee runs out around 10 o'clock. I'm switching to that drink. I'm also drinking water uh, on the side, especially like if I'm competing or something, I'm trying to water load. I, I have to just, Drink on top of all this yeah. other stuff, you know, I don't even have time to drink all this, but, but that's my point is, is I do that every single day. <laughs> I'm not joking yeah. when I say every day, like I never miss a day. Even when we go on vacation, we pack this shit and we do it every single day Nice, because if we're in California, I don't want to go and search for some co- shit coffee because I don't like, I don't drink like Starbucks. And to me, that tastes yeah. horrible. Yeah, it does. Um, it's burnt. It's just like if you had my coffee, it, it's amazing. It tastes great. So why would I want to do anything less? So we're psycho like that. Like I'll bring a little bullet blender with me if I have to, or I'll, we'll always bring our coffee. We just pack our coffee and use our own coffee places. Um, so that might sound like over the top to someone, but it, it is just what it is. And it's something that like when you're that into your routine and your regiment, that's just what I do. You know, yeah. I just do that every single day. Today, I didn't do jujitsu or go to the gym this morning, but I still I have my coffee. Same exact thing. Today, I'm actually going to the. I'm going to go do some strength training a little bit later today. I'll have the BCA at that point. Um, but I think as you develop these healthy habits, you know, because you know what, to me, that's much. It it makes more sense for me to be regimented like that especially I'm diabetic. So to control my blood sugar, yeah. it's better to have something that I can manage definitely in the mornings as well. Cause type one diabetics, uh, have a problem with blood sugar rise, naturally your body, naturally your blood sugar naturally rises in the morning. Mm-hmm. So this occurs for everyone. But if you don't have it, if your pancreas doesn't work like mine, doesn't your bot, your, your, ele- your sugars can be elevated in your blood where Yours, yours are elevating overnight, but your body's managing taking that. care of it. Yeah, yeah, you're taking care of it, so your blood sugars remain even. Um, so it's also important for me to do that. But for it, for for everyone, you know, I try to get into some type of routine like that, so that you're not. One morning I'm eating donuts. The other morning I have toast and pancakes. The other mm-hmm. morning I don't eat anything. One morning I have coffee. The other, you know, it's like. That's this, what the habit stacking is. It's everything from the time you wake up every single day. If it's very consistent timing, you're going to have, you're going to have better production in life Mm -hmm. versus I wake up at six today. I worked up at nine 30 the next day. That's 11 o'clock on Fridays. It's, you know, it's like the proof is in the pudding, you know? Yeah. I have a lot of friends that do the same type of thing where they're regimented, but look at me. I mean, I, I I have a lot going on, but I can only manage all that if I'm in this state of consistency with diet, with the, the things I do, you know, it's sometimes it can get boring and monotonous, but you know, 
you got to make them things that you like. And my point is, is that like the coffee that I make, I absolutely love it to this day. Like it tastes amazing mm-hmm. to me. I don't want, there's no, there's not anything else I could go buy that I would want more. The same thing with my drink. So once I find something that I like, you know, I kind of stick, stick with to it, it and yeah. invest in that and, and incorporate it into, and this could be just, this could be just straight food as well. You know, I mean, yeah. if you like certain types of food, make sure you're getting those every week and you're putting it, make it something though. So it's simple, but it's effective and you're, you know, you're making a habit of it. So <sighs> yeah, that is one of the, it's a lot. It's yeah, it is one of the trends that we saw between Nick and uh Nick and Aaron. Mm-hmm. You know, as they were both talking about discipline, they had different things that they were doing. Yeah. They were both talking about being disciplined and um having their routines and you know, it it it, it is uh you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Um, for somebody that's just trying to start something, I mean, it starts small. I mean, you built this over eight years yeah, or 10 years exactly. or whatever it is, or a lifetime for your, yeah. like your, your strength training. You've been doing that for, yeah. um, probably since you were a young man. Yeah. Teenager, you know, you know, yeah. So, so, you know, that stuff starts, um, you know, it always starts with a small habit, one little thing and you consistent with it and you you build on top of it. If you try and turn your life upside down, people see this all that special on new year's. It's like super common. People turn their lives upside down and they don't stick with any of it. Yeah. You know, um, it's It's, it's uh, so true. You know, it's like with diet as well. You know, if you're, that's the big uh, one. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you've, if you've abused your body and you're overweight and you're, you know, you just, you're not operating at full capacity. To make some drastic change is so hard. I mean, I've literally, I've helped people with this, you know, mm-hmm. through our business, through just personal relationships with people. You got to start small, you know, but you yeah. got to, you, it has to be consistent and you have to just give it time. You know, it's like, are you a soda drinker? You know, do you drink soda, you know, soda that has sugar in it, regular Coca-Cola or Pepsi or whatever? Cut that out completely for a month. Yep. And see what it does, you know? Um, and then wait six months and see what it does. Drastic yep. results. But people yeah. can't like that's an addiction that a lot of people have a hard time with. Is for drinking, sure. drinking calories, drinking. I always say, like, there's not a lot of drinks that you should ever have sugar in. To me personally, I mm-hmm. It's empty. It's empty calories. When you're drinking carbs, especially diabetics, like we all know this as a type one diabetic, it's like the last thing I I tell people. I'm like, if you're a type one diabetic, you should not be drinking any sugar at all. It makes no sense. Like you have to limit the carbs that you, you, you want the carbs that you take in to be valuable to your body. And there really isn't anything in the drink that gives you that. Mm-hmm. Say what you want, but the Gatorades, that's all sugar. It's just sugar. Yeah. That's what you're getting with your carbs. You know, it's not healthy uh, carbs that are coming from vegetables. That would be mm-hmm. okay. You know, you're making a spinach, a spinach uh, green smoothie or something. And yeah, but to drink soda, that just makes no sense, you know? Yeah. And I know people that just cut out soda and lost immediately 10, 15 pounds in one month. Yeah, immediately. for sure. And so it just shows like what state that sugar it does to you and your inflammation and the weight, you know? So 
Yeah, yeah I see this. I see this a lot. Um, uh, I've actually, you know, I see this a lot um, when people will sign up. They're trying to make some sort of change whenever they come into my business. And I always, you know, I will tell people, okay, I'm going to, well, like, how many days do you want to, can you commit to doing this? Well, I want to work out four days a week. I'm like, okay, have you ever worked out four days a week before? No, not right now. I'm not, but you know, I want to work out four days a week. Okay. I'm going to build you four days a week. And then I, I, I give it to them. I give them four days a week. Usually they're consistent for the first week, maybe two. And then it goes back to what they're naturally, what they've yeah. been doing in the past, which is one or two times a week. And so then that's when I, I tell them, I'm like, okay, you wanted four days a week. We're not hitting our goal. And then you have to coach them back up to, okay, two days a week. That's when the accountability stuff starts coming in where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's hit two days a week consistently. Cause I've talked about this in the past. If you put four weeks or four days, four workouts a week, and you only do two, you have normalized breaking trust with yourself that is okay to only work out twice. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, I'm going to work out four times a week, but if I only hit two, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's not if you're trying to build a, you're trying to build a new pattern or if you're trying to habit stack or you're trying to um, increase load or wh- whatever it is. That is, um, that's not a good way to go about it. Right. And so you're not, you're normalizing a person is normalizing, not hitting the goal that they're trying to achieve. So, um, I'll say, okay, you're getting the twice a week. Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to do four days a week anymore. I don't want you to do four days a week anymore. We're going to do two days a week. Then we'll be consistent. And I'll say, okay, we're going to add a third day. And I want you to make sure that you're getting your third day and I'll, I'll make it just a light workout. Okay. We're going to get the third day consistently. I have to consistently hit it three days a week. And I'll, I'll maintain that for, you know, a month, six weeks. And then if they can, if they can hit it every week, it's like, okay, now we can get to four days a week. Cause we're in the, you're in that duration where it's six weeks. You've kind of started to make it a habit. Right. Now it's Um, your new, now it's your new, your new norm. It's the new norm. So yeah. you, you know, I see this a lot and having to coach people through this. Um, that took six but, weeks though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, takes... it, it, it takes a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and that type of um, what people want. I want four days a week. It's, it's hard to go from one or two days a week to four days a week consistently. Yeah. It takes, and it takes having to change. At, it takes having to, the small incremental changes, right? Yeah, for sure. A light workout for, you know, a light workout is your third workout. And then you build that one to where it's a little bit more intense, a little bit more, a little bit more. You get, you get into that six week period. Now we're, we're, we can, we can add that fourth day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that that's different for different people in terms of especially if they're not into the workout at all. For sure. Right? I mean, that's when it really, be, that's why it's important. That's why we've talked about this at length. It's like when you're doing jujitsu, you got to find a good environment, you know, because mm-hmm. they're not all created equal. Yeah. So you want to have a good a place where you vibe with 
that is great instruction, but you're vibing with, you feel great and you want to go in there, you know? Yeah. And jujitsu is just one example, but you know, if it's, if it's diet, you know, I'm going to turn it around. I'm just going to stop eating the way I eat. I'm going to eat all this healthy stuff. Well, like to your point, how many days are you eating that healthy stuff now? Yeah. No matter what the healthy stuff is in quotes, you know, it's like how many days you're eating it now. You're going to completely flip the switch and go the other way. No, you need to maybe start incorporating some more healthy meals three days a week and make them something that is healthy, but also delicious for you. Yeah. You have to start looking forward. You know, that goes back to like the coffee thing and the habits. You got to make them stuff that you really like. So sometimes that makes, it takes a while to get there and develop that. But over time, it almost becomes like a mentality where, um, hey, I can make these changes and I can still enjoy these changes. Let's, that's, that's going to give you more success to start incorporating it on the daily, right? Yeah. Whether it's working out or whether it's like your program, you're programming for someone they're doing two days a week. Well, what are those two days? You know, is mm-hmm. it going in the gym and talking to everyone and doing some light, very light workouts. And then you're giving them four days of really, <laughs> you know, things structure, that really, yeah, yep. structure, uh, actual workouts, you know, some yeah. people are clueless on what they're doing in general, but so working out the same thing, you know, it's like, you gotta like it. That's the hard one to me and, and diet, but working out, especially for people that don't work out, it's like some people just hate doing strength, strength training, like yeah. hate it. So how do you motivate that person? Some people are motivated by, uh, in terms of strength, in terms of performance mm-hmm. and they feel I'm getting stronger. I'm performing better. I'm doing, I'm running faster because of this, or I'm doing better jujitsu because I'm stronger here. Yeah. Some people aren't motivated by that at all, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or don't know how to do that because maybe they're not, they don't have those type aspirations or goals. Maybe some people want, are motivated by looks, which mm-hmm. is huge. You know, I want the muscles, the, you know, the curls for the girls, all that. And I have, I'm motivated by both of those things. I want to look good and feel good. That's just me. But not everyone is like that. Some people don't give a shit what they look like. Yeah. What for whatever yeah. reason, you know, obviously, and sometimes it's apparent, but those people, you know, need to do, they need to work out and eat better just to better their health. So it's yeah. very hard to motivate those people on some of those same things where, Hey, you're going to, you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. If you look this way, they don't have a concept of that. Yeah. Or you're going to feel better. If you eat this way, what do you mean? Feel better. I feel great. Yeah. when I eat this, this Twinkie. You know, yeah, food is an interesting pleasure. One. Yeah, it's like so because food, food's an food is total food's an addiction. Food can be an addiction. Absolutely. Um, people self soothe. Yeah. You know, all there's all kinds of deeply seated. Most eating is most. That. I know it's it's like there's like in and we're internal, all guilty of that. Yeah, so there's like a lot of. I mean even as you know as far as abuse and trauma all gets an oh, outlet yeah. as far as addiction or as far mm-hmm. as a f- food addiction and man it is um that stuff that stuff goes deep yeah and deep. um it, rogan's it, been saying on his podcast lately because he's and he's 100 percent right if you have like an eating pro- a problem with eating or your addiction is food 
it's not like an addiction to a drug where you don't have to have the drug to survive. You can just get rid of the drug, but with food, yeah. you always have to eat. So yeah. you have to literally adjust your addiction knowing that it's always there and I'm still eating. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, so it's like, you can't totally. ever just say, buy food. You're my problem. Yep. No. Yep. And so you it, face it, that addiction every time, every time every you day. open a cabinet yeah. drawer, every yeah. time you open the refrigerator, every, you know, it's, it's just staring at you right in the face. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it does happen to all of us. You know, I mean, we totally. all, it, it is a sugar is a drug that makes you feel good. It, it, it's that you get that mouth pleasure. It's yeah. And, and that's really, if you've seen any of these documentaries, like on high fructose corn syrup, it's in everything. And it is highly addictive in that way mm-hmm. in, in terms of your brain and the way it reacts to it. Cause regular sugar isn't like that stuff. That's yeah. like sugar on steroids times a million, you know, it's like, yeah. you're just redlining, redlining <laughs> that stuff. Totally. Like, I mean, it's, it's in everything we eat too. So you know, if you're that type, you, you need to be the person that when you go to the grocery store, you don't buy any of that. Like you have to start somewhere where you're, yeah. you just can't bring it into the home. Mm-hmm. That's, the that's big step one. one. Yeah. It that's is step a big one. one. You know, it is a big one, but if it's not there, you can't eat it. Yeah. Then you might find yourself driving up to circle K and getting crap, but at least that's harder than opening the pantry door. You know, it's like, so yeah. it all starts very it's, it's, I'm, I'm saying that because we do the same thing. If we mm-hmm. end up buying crap at the grocery store, oh, let's just buy these cookies, you know, and we'll just have a cheat meal or something. Well, when they're mm-hmm. in the house, a cheat meal for me, it's like, I see the cookies. I always want the cookies, you know, I'm like, if they're, but if we don't buy those, I have no problem, you know? So yeah. we, we try to make it a habit of not just not buying a bunch of junk, you know? Yeah. And we'll still have treats here and there, you know, but yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff, like we, we try to tie it into, and I'm talking, we being, uh, my, my lady is very health conscious as well. So just like the other night we wanted to have, uh, we're like, let's get a dairy queen dipped cone. Like that's the extent of our dairy. You know, we're not getting blizzards and even though the blizzards look good at dairy queen, I was like, that thing probably has like 2000 calories. (laughs) Yeah. But my point is, is we walk two miles to get that ice cream, you know? Yeah. So you got to put and that's how we live our life. You know, it's like, let's earn this. Let's earn this. Even if it's just a walk, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it wasn't a short walk. You know, we walked a mile there literally on the canal and a, a mile back and it was fun and it made it a fun. And, but you could also still have a treat, but also you're getting, you know, so you gotta, and that's just because we've been doing that for years being healthy that way, you know, yeah. even when you don't feel like you need it, it's like, let's go for a bike ride or something. Let's get out. Let's do, let's get moving. I very firmly believe you have to be moving. You can't be sitting on the couch all day long, you know, or yeah. on the computer all day long. Dude. I, uh, I went to a wedding over the weekend and, um, it was my brother's wedding and we flew out to Maine, uh, where he got married and you know, it's a wedding. So it was just, it was, cake and cookies and um i drink a lot of beer and um so monday came around and we had we had like an open mat um early bird 
And, you know, I was looking forward to it all weekend because, you know, because I knew that I, I knew that, um, you know, I hadn't, it's a wedding, you know, I'm yeah, not yeah. eating healthy, you know what I mean? Especially <laughs> yeah. it's my family member's wedding. It's my brother's wedding. Um, but man, I could feel it. Yeah. You know, I could feel it when I came back on uh, yesterday when we trained, I was like, man, I'm just not. Oh, hundred percent. I just completely was feeling it. Yeah. Listen, so, let me tell you something, bro. That doesn't get any easier when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> you start feeling that shit all the time. Like it's, if I go overboard on the carbs and stuff and have a heavy night or if, if I'm especially like, I don't really drink beer anymore just because it's, it yeah. does make me feel that yeah, way. Yeah. You know? um, man, you feel it. You definitely feel it. So I, and, and I like just try to stay away from feeling that way just because as you know, we both are in the same situation. Every day is a work day, you know, for sure. You know, you're getting up, you're either training, or you're working every day. You can't just, I just don't have the opportunity to say, oh, I feel like shit. I'm taking these, I'm not going to do anything until 3 PM today. It's just, yeah. I don't have any those, of those, those days. Don't, don't exist. I don't have any. So it is important, man. I'll, I'll definitely have carb hangovers. Like if I go crazy and have a cheat meal and just go crazy with carbs one night, I literally feel like shit the next morning. It's so crazy. Like I can really feel it. Now. Yeah. So all of these things are just come with wisdom and, and time and doing this thing and, and, and aging and just being smarter, you know? And yeah. It's and you want to feel good. At, I you, I just want to feel good every day. I've had many, many, many days as a young man where I just was wrecked the next day because I got sure. too fucked up the night before or went too hard or did too much of this or those days are gone for me. Like I yeah. realized that life is really not as long as we'd like it to be. And so back to the habit thing, you know, you just get into these healthy habits I think that the healthy habits just create more healthy habits, you know, and in, in time, that's why I was telling this young man that I was introducing to jujitsu. I'm like, you, you pick two or three days a week, what you want to start. That's fine. But it has to be two or three. I told him, and I want it to be consistent. Yeah. Do not take any weeks off. You know, I mean, you just, and I try to tell people like, especially with jujitsu, you have to kind of know that it's a long road, but just a just try to picture yourself down the road. He's 19, you know, try to picture yourself at 29. Here you are in, in the prime of your life yep. and you're a jujitsu black belt mm -hmm. or brown belt or whatever you, however long it takes you to get there. 10 years of training, you're going to be skilled. It's going to change your other, your life in these other ways. You know, you're going to be successful. He's already very smart and highly educated, very smart kid. So it's going to be perfect for him, but yeah, anything, you know, it's anything it's, it's, I try to, you know, if you need to lose 50 pounds, you know, it's give your, give yourself six months. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck. But yep. after six months, you're going to look, you're going to be so proud of yourself. You're going to see results if you've been sticking to it. Yep. If, you, for if, sure. you're, on a, if you're on a legitimate plan, whatever that is, strength training, diet, jujitsu, people aren't honest with themselves. And like you said, where they feel comfortable at the two training sessions a week, they, they're just like, oh, well, that's. I fall back into that because that's what mm -hmm. I do. That's just a mental thing, you know? Yeah. What is those two? Are those two training sessions really even training sessions for this person? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I see people at the gym every day and guess what? 95% of the time on some of these people, they don't work out. 
they bullshit with other people. Yeah. <laughs> I see it a <laughs> for lot. Sure. No. When you go yeah, to the gym no. years and years, I've been at the same gyms for eight, 10 years. You see this shit. And I'm talking to the strength gym because I don't, you know, jujitsu, you don't have that opportunity. You gotta, you gotta be in their training. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, so you gotta give it that. It, and it becomes easier when you make it part of your habit, you know? And to where now I feel like even on a day like today where I didn't get up in the morning and train, I have a lot of work to do. We're doing this podcast. I kind of feel like I'm like missing out on, you know what I mean? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I didn't get my day going with a workout. So it becomes this thing where you almost become addicted to it in a way. Yeah. It has to be a good environment. It has to be fun, you know, and maybe not so much fun, but it has to be a good environment where you're, you're, you're feeling like you're making progress. Yeah. If, the, if that's a strength gym that you want to go somewhere where you understand the equipment, you're okay with the people around you, you feel comfortable, nobody's judging you, it's convenient to get to, you know, it's near your house. Like you have to think about these things, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to make a habit where you're driving an hour every day to do something, you know, where if that's not conducive with your way of life. So Yeah, that was a, you know, that had definitely had a, an impact on why I joined GD. Um, initially because all one, they had showers, they had nice facilities. I was, I lived in downtown and I was commuting to Mesa every day. They had a 6 30 AM class. I had to be there at school at 8 AM. And it was like, this is, this is too perfect. It's yeah one of the best schools in the Valley. It's uh half It's literally halfway between my house and school, they have a 6.30 a.m. class and facilities. It's yeah. perfect, you know? And it made yeah. that, it made that, I mean, it was, brain, it was a brainless decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Um, same thing with me. I did the it same was, thing. I live, far, like, I live farther, but my work was closer. Yeah. I was like, they have a shower? I can do that, you know? You don't want it to where, you know, you live in this city, your jujitsu is in this city and your work is in this third city. It's like, or or area, you know, you gotta, your work and your, in in your place of working out, your, your gym should either be by your work where you're spending time all day or by your home or somewhere in between. Yeah. To, To honestly, to be, if you're a busy person like you and I, you have to start thinking in those terms, you know, it's like time is of the essence, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're going to be much more likely to stick with these r- routines. If it's part of your, if it's easily injected into your day for and sure, you're not like, Oh, I got this new gym I'm going to, but it's 40 minutes the opposite way. It's going to yeah. be harder for you to stick with that type of thing, you know? So, yeah. Um, and I tell people with jujitsu the same, I'm like, well, I know some great gyms in the Valley, but where are you at? Where do you live? Because it's, yeah. it's not going to make sense if you live over here and you're going to drive over to where I'm, where I train every day. It's just, it has to work out, you know, it has to work. And now don't get me wrong. I know people that drive far from far away to come to GD. So, mm-hmm. but everyone's unique and different. And I'm just saying in general, if you're creating healthy habits, you got to create that something that'll allow you to have that successful consistency. You know, yeah. make, it, make it easy at least to get there. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to, so there was a paper that came out a number of years ago. And one of the reasons why another little, another little uh, plug 
for training in the morning is, um, so there was a paper that came out a number of years ago. It talked about like, you basically have a four hour intellectual performance window after a workout. So after you work out, you get four hours where you get like a really, your learning capacity, it like ramps up tremendously, like, like significantly, um, where you learn better after your workouts. Nice. So you like, you'll see, I've seen people on treadmills, like, like reading textbooks and all kinds of stuff. I had classmates that did that. Um, and it's because when you're working out or after you have four hours where you get an intellectual boost. And when I was going to school, it was like 630. I'm out of there. 730, 8 a.m. I'm in my window. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm in my window and I'm going to maximize it. I don't get that at night. You know, my learning is. You yeah, know, I don't want to say I'm done learning at night, but for the most part, you know, I get out of there at 10. I'm going to bed. Yeah. And I'm wasting a, I'm wasting a pretty valuable, um, it's a resource. That's a pretty valuable resource. And, that's, um, that's and interesting. I, uh, so you get like a, you get a four hour window where learning is, um, optimized following your workouts. Sense. It totally makes sense. So it fits in with all the stuff we've been saying with the, with those early bird classes. Yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, every, so, that's how I feel after a workout, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I would, I would get to work and I'd just be like. You feel like you're on Getting cloud nine. Shit you know? done. Yeah, yep. exactly. You're ready to go. Um, totally makes sense. I mean, so man, you got to create the habits, right? I mean, you got to create the habits. Everything sure. from you know, everything from the supplements you're taking, you know, your your workouts, whether it's jujitsu or strength or stretching or yoga. For me, like I just try to. Um, the last about month, I've been back incorporating hot sauna. So I've been doing that once a week, at least trying to get there more, but, um, did that yesterday. It felt amazing. So I take vitamins every day. You know, I take a, a whole, we have a whole cabinet of vitamins. So I take I, all through COVID. I was taking, uh, zinc, mm-hmm. uh, quercetin because I heard it on Rogan's podcast, heard a guy talking about that and the effectiveness of those two together. Um, I take vitamin D. I'm, I also also try to get in the sun every day, a little bit, even if it's ten or fifteen minutes. Let it yep. hit my body. Um, you know, vitamin C. We we like the gummies, whatever you can take. You know, yeah. The Costco's got the big gum. You know, now those are going to have some sugar in them, but you got vitamin C, vitamin D. That's what basically what I'm taking. I take um, like turmeric, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes I'll take oregano. Like if I feel like I'm getting a cold or something and I swear by that stuff too. Like I've taken it in drops, but we also have the pill form. And then I also like to take uh before jujitsu, I always take shroom tech sport, which is uh an on it supplement mm-hmm. with mushrooms, like cordyceps, cordyceps mushrooms. That stuff, man, it's weird how that stuff works, but I feel like for cardio, it's really great. It's really? just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I've been taking it for years. Um, and I can tell the difference when I don't take it. It's not like a huge difference, but I just, it's one of those things, you know, if you're type of guy that likes supplements and you, it's just one that I like, I've done a lot of study on it. They have a lot of research on their website on it does. They have a lot of good supplements and lately I've been taking, uh, alpha brain again 
which is the one that Rogan always talks about as well. Yeah. Um, that one's interesting. I've been taking it during before podcasts as well, because it just, it kind of like makes you a little bit more sharp with your thoughts. And a hundred percent, I tested this when I was in the analytical job, I was taking that stuff for a while and then I would come off of it. Completely change. When I would be on it again, I'd just be like dialed in at work. It's really kind of trippy huh. stuff, how good it works. But um, anyway, I bought another bottle of that recently. I've just been testing because this stuff can get expensive, you know, don't get yeah, me wrong. For it's, sure. I would take way more if I had the money to blow on all this stuff. But yeah, but also, you know, I look at my I'll be 47 in a week and I feel great. I honestly feel as good as I've ever felt in my life. And so mm-hmm. I attribute I attribute that all to everything that I do. So I have to at least say what I'm doing and some of it, you know, might work for other people. Some might not, but, um, it works for me. It's, and it's all part of that. It's all part of the overtime habit stacking. You know, I haven't always taken all these things, but I will say a lot of this stuff I've been doing consistently for years and I'm just going to keep doing it because I still feel great. You know, it's like, you know, but it is, it is a, it is an investment in your health. A hundred percent. All of these yeah. things I do. I do cryotherapy three or four times a week. Now I own chill fit cryo in Tempe, Arizona. So I have that luxury, but I also have clients that do it a few times a week and they swear by it, you know? So mm-hmm. those are things that you're not going to get the benefit or you're not going to notice unless you're doing them consistently and you understand the long-term uh, health benefits mm-hmm. of that, of hot sauna. Um, I've been doing hot tub. Like we have a hot tub. I literally go on the hot tub three or four times a week for eight years. We've had it. And I'm not hmm. joking all year round. I swear by that thing for recovery. I mean, there's a lot of similar benefits. I I'm big on hot and cold treatments, you know, so yeah. in winter time I do the hot tub and then I jump in the pool. And let me tell you something that cold water is a thousand times harder than doing cryo. I do cryo all, yeah. all the time. It's a wet cold. Yeah. It's like you go in the cold pool in the, in the winter. It's, it's tough to do. So yeah. I, I just, the hormetic effect is amazing. Like I've been reading more, there's more and more coming out about mm-hmm. the benefits of this type of thing. You know, the hot, cold, they're, they're doing some, some trials with uh, cryotherapy before working out and they're finding that it can, it's a performance enhancer. In many ways, just like you're working out and then you, you have that mental stimulation after the workout that you just mentioned. Yeah. Same thing here. You're, you're stressing your body in a way that the reaction creates your body in an optimized state. Hmm. So it's interesting, you know, so a lot of these, but if you're not doing anything, you're not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's over time that I've incorporated all these methods and the ways in which I live, you know, not to say it's any better than anybody else. There's everybody has their own ways, but for me, this works well. I feel pretty optimized. You know, I will get injured here and there and that you still have to deal with the injuries, but in terms of overall health and vibrancy, I feel amazing, you know? So it all comes to, you know, all goes together. I, I, if you don't feel good, if you don't feel good and you're not feeling good physically or mentally, it's going to be harder to get to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be harder to wake up in the morning and go do a strength training. You know, it's, you have yeah. to be optimized. You know, it's like Aaron said, you stay, you got to stay, kind of stay ready. 
Yeah. You know, and that goes for life. You know, he's, he's able to do those things and jump into tournaments and stuff because he's living this lifestyle Mm -hmm. where he's not abusing his body and not going, doing one of these roller coaster rides with your health. So people got to find their, find your, find the routines. And if you don't have one, start one. Yeah. You know, start Start, small, start small. Start small and build it up, make a plan and give yourself some months to see some results and every few months incorporate something else, you know, or, or take out something, take out something bad that's in your, you know, your daily life and go from there. We'll try to have some more guests on. And I think that'll be a con. Well, we will be having some more guests on, but we'll, we'll make that a point of conversation. Yeah. Moving forward because you can already see a pattern, um, with the people that we've had on, mm-hmm. uh, they're all that way. Yeah. They, all three of those guys, that's exactly what they do. They're all hustlers. Yeah. They, they're grinding every day. And to, to see that success, they know that they have to be regimented and have a plan and, and stick to it, you know, consistency. Yeah. It's like yeah. the key, the key word for jujitsu and for this podcast, you know, so. Consistency is, is the key for everything. You got so. anything else, brother? I don't, man. I was curious how the, uh, I've seen, uh, been seeing a lot of the transition geese online. The transition gi, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it's, seeing everybody uh, wearing them. I'm, we've had some great, great feedback. Obviously people are loving it. Um, I think it's our nicest gi out and I'm only getting better at this too. That was our fourth gi that we released. Um, so I'm pretty proud of this one. I think it's, that it matches up with anything out there on the market in terms of quality and style. So I have two, two other ones in the, in the making right now. So I'm doing some design last minute, finalizing some designs on those and we'll just keep it going. You know, we're a small business, you know, we're a small company. We have a loyal following, but it's very small. Um, And you just got to keep, Growing that and keep, promoting keep it. And yeah. Yep. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, that's, that's the situation I'm in. You know, I, I'm, I make premium stuff that is, you know, I'm not going to make cheap shit. It's not going to be on Amazon and it, that's just not what I'm about. I don't, for me, it's not about owning the whole huge market share and making crappy stuff yeah. and making a ton of money. So I like to make nice shit that people really want and that they're, you see them on the mats and they actually stand out and they're looking yeah. good and they feel good and it's fun, you know, and, um, nice shirt, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is a roll union shirt for, if you're just, li- if you're listening, I have a you roll might have union. To stand up uh, a little bit, stand up a yeah. little bit and show that thing off. I'll yeah. have to throw the, there we the go. Plug. There we go. Jiu-jitsu is not a crime. Jiu-jitsu is not a crime. Com. We still have those t-shirts left. Got some sizes left. Yep. That was a popular one. Um, yeah, I'm just having fun with it. It's uh, it's kind of what I like to do in terms of design, passion, creating stuff. It's it's something that I really enjoy, and it's fun, and it's awesome to see. I have a lot of, obviously, a lot of my friends support, but, um, yeah, I have people that really are, they really love the geese, and it, it's cool to hear other people, even my friends, though, you know, they're not just buying them because it's me because I know they wouldn't do that if it was a crappy product, but they're yeah. actually telling, you know, they tell me behind the scenes, look, this thing 
stacks nice. up against yeah. all my other geese, you know, or yeah. this is my new best, my, my favorite geese. So, yeah. And I knew that because I wasn't going to make, I have high quote standards anyway. So I wasn't mm-hmm. even going to put anything out and it took me a while to get something to where I was like, okay, I could, we could start, start here because the, all geese aren't the same, you know I mean? Yeah, that's for sure. There's some crappy ones out there and, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta just go. I had, I had a funny comment. I don't know if I should mention this on podcast, but somebody, uh, somebody, uh, the first kind of shade that got thrown at me with my gi is that somebody kind of emailed us and said it was based on, Hey, do you, uh, is this new gi, is it the same material as all the other gis? Because something to the extent of my training partners are getting roughed up a little bit by it. Okay. So basically if I was to make a softer gi, they would be interested again. So I'm just putting this out here just cause it's kind of funny, but to me, if your training partners are getting scratched up, it's more on how you're grappling. <laughs> than yeah. Anything else. Well, yeah. For sure. So, uh, to set it back, our geese are there. It's made with like a, it's called 450 GSM. So it's the amount of stitches per whatever spacing, um, not to get too technical, but you can have like, if you've ever seen those old judo geese that are real heavy, they're like 550, 650, even like heavy duty stuff. Yeah. Now a light competition gi is going to be like three or three fifty. So a 450 gi is, um, very common in the market. Like almost most of your, and that's what we make. So I just thought it was a funny comment, but this person, let's just say they're a white belt and they haven't been trained too long, but, um, anyway, no, they haven't we, built up the callus. Right. Yet. I don't know. What, like I've never heard that before. And none of my geese are like, like it's jujitsu. It's know? jujitsu, man. There's even like, there's people that have you heard this trick where the competition, the day before competition, you wash your gi, you don't dry it. You, yeah. you air dry it, but you yeah. put it on the hanger. So it's super stiff. Yeah. And then when you compete the next day, it's re- it can oh, yeah, be really yeah, rough. Yeah. On- and, and I'll be honest, ours do that too. That's my yeah. point is most geese, most, most geese, if you air dry them and that's what I do, I actually recommend that. So if you buy my gi, you'll get a little card. It's a care instruction card mm-hmm. with your gi and it tells you, cause I, I don't believe that you should dry them ever. Um, but if you're air drying them, it will make them a little bit stiffer, but yeah, it's jujitsu, you know, I mean, come on. Like you're going to get in there and mix it up, Yep. Um, put a little fabric softener in there and iron it out if you want to make it softer for someone, <laughs> but I never, I, a gi won't hurt someone's face by itself. Let's just That's put it right. that way. There um, needs to be an elbow behind it. Right. Yeah. Or a shoulder or, a shoulder, you know, I mean, yeah. come on. So, uh, you know, having a company, you, you run into all kinds of stuff, but for the most part, you know, we have, we have, uh, people wanting to be sponsored by us and everything. And we're just a small company and we're just trying to make cool shit, you know, that's, that works on the mats. And I'll tell you what, they're, they've been really durable for us. So, um, yeah, I've been training in them f- since for a few years now, since I decided to do this company. So, um, yeah, man, um, don't dry. I mean, don't, don't dry your gi unless you, the geese and they will shrink. 
you know? So I will, I will tell people if you ever want to shrink a ghee or you need to shrink it to fit, you know, your first time you want to wash it, maybe on warm, like the whole, the ghee mm-hmm. top and bottom. And then if you put that in the dryer, any like medium high or high heat, it will shrink. It shrinks. It's cotton. Yeah. All cotton yeah. will shrink. So you have to know that. So you can either shrink it to fit, which I recommend if, and some people need to shrink to fit. That's fine. Let's say you're, you buy an A2 ghee, but your arms aren't that long. Maybe you need to shrink up the arms and the jacket a little bit, throw the jacket in the dryer for 10 or 15 on medium high, take it out, put it on. Still yep. need some more, put it back in for 15 minutes. Don't just throw it in there for two hours because it might come out looking like a A1. Yeah. So sure. you've got to monitor that. And then once it's fit, and this is my own person, I've done this for eight plus years. This is what I've always done. Because the former company, I used to roll in only their geese. Same thing. I would buy a certain size and I would like to shrink it just a little. So once I shrink it, then you just air dry everything after that. You don't ever have to worry about it. And they last longer. You know, you're not yeah. putting the wear and tear of the dryer. The dryer kills your clothes. You know, it'll rip. It'll do damage to patching and, and, and embroidery. So, you know, it. yeah. Does it leave a little bit of a rougher ghee? Yeah. I mean, when you air dry it, but they all do that, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's the material when you have a thicker cotton, that's what happens. So it's, it's always okay to like, you know, you might, sometimes you might need to rough up somebody's face. So that's right. It happens. It happens. Yep. All right, brother. All right, dude. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the road to black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.